When you have a business that solves a problem, that is what I refer to as intent-driven marketing. There is an intent, there is a problem, and I'm trying to find a solution. That is everything you just said. I don't know about financial advisor. That one's a little tough. I would never just go find a financial advisor online. Um, that's probably going to need to be a referral, but a chiropractor is an example. You, any service you can think of. It could be a, a damn HVAC company, right? If my air conditioning goes out, I have a problem. I need a solution. If you are a service-based business that provides a solution, people are going to look for you on Google. Again, there are exceptions to the rule, and attorney's another one. I'm never going to hire an attorney that somebody doesn't say, hey, I worked with this attorney. Right? Whether it doesn't matter what it is, divorce, business, doesn't matter. Um, but any type of lower ticket item type of service, there is a problem and you are the solution. You have to be in front of those people at what I refer to as that moment of relevance that they're looking for you. Chance, I'm super excited to dive into this with you. I promise I'd make this super easy for you. But we begin every podcast with the same question. One of the things that Lacey and I have found is, I mean, and even talking to you beforehand, is that when there are people, you were mentioning some of your mentors or people that you've worked with or you admire, oftentimes we can think like, well, that's because Chance's dad ran you know, a digital agency and um, his dad introduced him to Gary V. And so <laughs> that's why. And then they had a whole team built out in the Philippines. But really what happens is that all of our guests are just normal people that have come up as entrepreneurs. And you were just saying sometimes you got to do things you don't like to do or don't want to do. So let's begin by you sharing your your creation story. How do you sure. how do you end up all the way here in Miami with Lacey and I? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Um, you know, my background is definitely interesting. And what I found is it's very similar to a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I grew up very poor, just to be honest with you. I grew up with a single mom. Um, my parents got divorced when I was eight. Grew up with a single mom in a 650 square foot a cinder block foundation home and I actually slept in the basement. We didn't even have drywall. It was just painted and that was what my room was. So in the winters in the Midwest where I'm from, as you can probably imagine, it was probably like 50 degrees in that basement. It was a lot of blankets, but um, grew up very poor. Uh, I think that I followed what a lot of kids, I mean, I'm 40, so I graduated high school in 2001. So I think at that time, a lot of parents felt as though kids had to go to college. It was almost kind of like you're a loser if you don't go to school. So went to school, went to college. I absolutely hated it. Uh, was on academic probation three or four times. Almost failed out multiple times. Um, transferred universities because, of course, the first university was the problem. So the second one was going to solve all my, my issues. Uh, transferred universities, and I was like four and a half years deep, was way more interested in bartending and girls than studying, and uh, eventually had a guy recruit me. Um, that went to college. He was a couple years older than me. He was a financial advisor. And I'm like, look, man, I don't have a degree. And he basically said, listen, just you know, come up here. You can get these licenses. You're smart. It's not like you don't have a degree because you're stupid. You're smart. Just come get these tests. So I went up and I got 
all the financial advisor damn certificates. Worked that job for a few years. Absolutely miserable. Nothing like being a 23-year-old kid um, asking some 65-year-old guy to share his entire retirement with you and to trust you because you know everything. So that didn't go very well. Uh, I still produced. I was still you know, pretty decent at sales, but I hated it. I was absolutely miserable. Got recruited then to be a recruiter or a headhunter in financial services. Started that gig. It was even worse. Nothing like dialing for dollars, right? Cold calling every day. Uh, hey, can I fill your job? Just These just jobs just weren't me, period, is the best way to explain it. So at that point, another friend from college, so though I don't have a, a degree still to this day, I think I've done all right, but I don't have a degree to this day, um, another buddy from college had started a digital marketing agency. And we were talking, and, and he said, hey, man, come do business development for me. So I started considering it, and um, I kind of got to a point in my life at that point where I was living in the city of Chicago. I had a 483 credit score. I'd watched my car get repossessed one morning. Um, it was tough to even get groceries. Mommy and Daddy weren't helping me out at that point. And I was like, hell with it. Like, what, why the hell would I go work for this guy? Like, I have nothing. I'm 29 years old. I, I had a girlfriend. We were on the outs. So I had no kids, not married. 29 years old. I'm broke as shit. I have a 483 credit score. What do I have to lose? So I decided I was going to start this company on my own. So I went to my mom and dad. Uh, my mom's remarried. Stepdad had a little more money than mom did. And he loaned me $15,000 and put a lien on my car. That was I, repossessed. Well, I got it back. At <laughs> that car, same car though, he put a, a lien on it and he loaned me $15,000. And I started a digital marketing agency. Uh, it was just me. And I was outsourcing all the work to like a white label um, kind of back office agency out of the gate. Uh, Built it to a million dollars in revenue in less than 18 months. Never looked back. So I did write my parents a check for 50 grand, just so you all know. I paid them back, plus a lot more. Um, and now here we are now. And uh, I've got everything from, you know, small, what I would call geo-targeted businesses, like a lot of you all are, all the way up to... I've got companies do hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue, and we run everything from, I mean, we manage millions of dollars a month in Google ads, millions of dollars a month in Facebook ads, uh, a lot of search engine optimization, content marketing, websites, email marketing, all that fun stuff. And now I have a ton of people that work for me that are way smarter than me uh, that do have fun, advanced degrees. And, uh, and they, they do the heavy lifting now, and now I just kind of get to be the face of it and do what I love, which is helping businesses grow and actually getting the trenches and, and doing that work with people. One of the things that before we jump into some, some content with you, uh, especially for those watching or listening on the podcast, um, I don't love when you have to wait till the very end of the podcast to find out more about the individual. So I want everybody to know that you can uh, connect with Chance at Agile and Co. A G I L E A N D C O. Agileandco.com. Um, you can book a consultation there. One of the things I was telling some of our um, people in Black Diamond Club is that you do. That was that's how I know you. And we'll talk about that. Is you work with these high-profile clients, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, like if anybody that's here with us live today, if that's really interesting to Chance. And good news for all of you. He was like, no, of course I could work with them. And so if you want to learn more, if you're here with us live and want to learn more about working with Chance, go to Agile. 
Agile and Co. Or grab him um, at the break and uh, corner him. What's really great for all of you that you guys who know me, um, Chance is a lot like me. So he's not a people guy. So he'll probably just act like um, he's just running away. So you're going to actually have to grab him and be like, Chance, I want to talk to you. I want to give you money. And then he'll listen to you and, and tell you all the cool stuff that he does. Um, Let's talk about some practical things then that you've learned, um, you know, along the way from outsourcing to now your breadth of knowledge is huge and helping a wide array of people. Our audience is mostly going to be service providers, providing a service, whether it's financial planning or legal, realtors, dentists, healthcare professionals. Um, let's, let's begin with the, what in your mind is the easiest starting point. Let's go through kind of, hey, if you're providing a service to the world and you want to reach a lot of people and make a big impact, online, this is what you need to do first. Sure. I mean, service providers is pretty straightforward to me. So I get calls every single week, uh, whether it's from speaking engagements or being in events like this or referrals, and, and I'll answer the phone and I'll, I'll set up a consultation and whoever I'm speaking with will say, hey, Chance, I need to run Facebook ads. I need to run social media ads. I don't even know what the hell they do yet. So I'm like, okay, why? Well, because I need to run Facebook ads. Why do you need to run Facebook ads? Well, that's just because what businesses need to do. So I would push back immediately, and this is probably relevant to everybody in this room just based off of the businesses that I understand that are in here. You guys all solve a problem. You are a solution to a problem, okay? I go to a chiropractor every other week just for maintenance because I got a bad back, all right? It is a solution to my problem. I go to my guy. You know how I found my guy? I went on Google in my house and I Googled chiropractor. And then I looked at his reviews, looked at his website, tried to get an understanding of who he was, and I moved forward. He was a young guy, loved him, haven't left since. Okay, I've been with him for five, six, seven years now. I don't even know. Um, when you have a business that solves a problem, that is what I refer to as intent-driven marketing. There is an intent, there is a problem, and I'm trying to find a solution. That is everything you just said. I don't know about financial advisor. That one's a little tough. I would never just go find a financial advisor online. Um, that's probably going to need to be a referral, but a chiropractor is an example. You, any service you can think of. It could be a, a damn HVAC company, right? If my air conditioning goes out, I have a problem. I need a solution. If you are a service-based business that provides a solution, people are going to look for you on Google. Again, there are exceptions to the rule, and attorney's another one. I'm never going to hire an attorney that somebody doesn't say, hey, I've worked with this attorney, right? Whether it doesn't matter what it is, divorce, business, doesn't matter. Um, but any type of lower ticket item type of service, there is a problem, and you are the solution. You have to be in front of those people at what I refer to as that moment of relevance that they're looking for you. If you're not in the game on Google when the person six blocks or six miles from you is looking for your service, they don't even know you exist. You've lost them. Okay, when we talk about Facebook marketing, which is what people think is trending and what we need to do, we need to do social media. From an ads perspective, it'll help your branding. But if you're a chiropractor or a law firm or a dentist, you can run ads on Facebook all day long for people to get familiar with your name. But nobody's going to look at your ad and go, oh, I should go to that dentist. Right. They're just not. It helps with top of mind brand awareness. But again, you're not in front of that person at that moment of relevance when they have a problem and you are the solution. 
So for almost everybody in here, again, I kind of named the exceptions to the rule, most of you would need to focus, I would recommend that you focus on Google marketing over Facebook marketing in some way, shape, or form, just because that is intent-driven compared to audience-driven. I'll take that a step further on audience-driven real quickly. There is no way for you to go run a Facebook ad and find Joe Schmo whose back hurts and he's a chiropractor. You just can't. The algorithm's sophisticated. It's not that sophisticated. You can't say, hey, go target the people that have back pain. We're the solution. Can't do it. So you're targeting the masses, no different than putting up a billboard on the side of the interstate and hoping that you're getting that 1% of people that might actually be unhappy with their chiropractor or thinking about using a chiropractor for the first time. So again, your conversion rate, your cost per lead, the metrics once you dig into all this stuff is never going to ever pay out anywhere near what Google would in general for, again, 95% of service-based businesses. So when it comes to Google, where do we start? Got two main options on Google. You're probably all at least familiar with this to an extent. You've got Google Ads, which again are typically your top four ads, three to four ads. And if you're in lower um, populated markets, you might only see one or two. But you've got you know your keyword text ads that sit at the top of the page. Uh, pay to play game. The great thing about Google Ads is it's very actionable. Okay, you can set up a Google Ads account. You can be in the money right five minutes later. You can have a lead five minutes after that. So that's the thing that everybody loves about Google Ads. It's very quick. It's very actionable. People say, I never click on ads. People say that all, all the time. Okay? I have clients that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on Google Ads. I promise you all people click on them. Okay? They have, Google has individual 24-hour periods globally that they make a billion dollars off of Google Ads. People click on Google Ads. I get it. Most of us don't. You don't think that you do. People do. Okay? But Google Ads is your number one way. Then you've got search engine optimization down below, which is kind of broken down into two segments. Part of that is your GMB, your Google My Business. Everybody in here should have that set up. If you don't, you're really, really missing out. So your GMB, which is uh, your actual location on Google Maps that you set up, and then you've got actual search engine optimization, organic listings down below that. So it's really a combination of, for everybody in here, uh, in an ideal world, you have as much of that real estate as you possibly can on that SERP or search engine's results page. So somebody is looking for whatever it is that you do, you have an ad at the top of the page, you show up in the map, and you show up in the organic listings below. It is, it is a real estate game at that point. And the more that you can get in front of those people, the better. So a lot of people are like, all right, so that makes a lot of sense. And, and Google My Business, we get that down. Um, some people are in highly competitive areas, other people not so much. And so then it's like, all right, so what am I optimizing for? And of course, we know there's a lot of tools out there and a lot of opinions. Do I want to do chiropractor near me? Do I want to do dentist near me? Or do I want to do... Um, can chiropractic help with snoring? Um, what, what do you say there as far as optimizing keywords? What do I want to do? Most black and white answers that there is. So it's never going to be um, can, what was the second, can whatever help me with snoring? Mm -hmm. That's never going to be it. Okay? So that's a blog topic in my mind. You could have a site page that talks about it. But what you can't do is say, can a chiropractor help me with snoring in Fort Lauderdale, Florida? Nobody searches that, right? All the way up until the in Fort Lauderdale or in Miami, people search for that. But once you get to that point, you could be driving clicks from Alaska. Hmm. That person's not drive flying down to Florida to get their back cracked. It's just not, okay? So you cannot geo-target 
long form type of content like that. So it is the chiropractor near me, dentist near me, et cetera. Now, there's different variations of that. How do you actually get that answer? I've been doing this stuff long enough now, 11 years ago, where I remember when Google actually used to give us keyword data on SEO. It doesn't exist anymore. So if you actually want to find out what keyword is searched for the most in your market, the only way to truly get that data is to run a Google Ads campaign because Google Ads will tell you exactly what the end user searched for. After you run that for a month or two, you're going to know what your main best keyword to optimize for is. You can run a forecast as well. It's free to do. Uh, I'm just, we'll tell you that I've seen them be off quite a way, so they're not black and white. So you're suggesting, so we run a, a Google ad campaign that's pretty generic, pretty vanilla? I would just hit all the keywords. You know, chiropractor Miami, chiropractor near me, chiropractor whatever subdivision or suburb within Miami that you're in, you can, you know what I mean, break these down geographically as much as you want. And then target all those keywords and then Google's going to tell you essentially what people search for and get I, you that answer. I want to get us off Google here in a second, but I have, a, I have a legit question. I've said this a million times from the stage, not being in your industry. If you ever go out networking anywhere, Chamber of Commerce, BNI, locally, there's always going to be a digital marketer like you in the room who's going to say, you should work with me. Because I guarantee you I can get you on the first page of Google yeah. or search. And I've always thought, but there's a limited number of, of listings on the first page of Google. And there's seemingly an infinite number of yous. <laughs> less how, and less of us. How, how, is yes. that, how is that? Is it a scam? Like what, how does, yeah. what is that? Look, I, I'm in a shitty industry. Let's just tell it how it is. I mean, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a shady, shitty industry. There's endless 45-year-old guys living in mom and dad's basement that have a website that have a digital marketing agency, okay? Um, so I, I get it, all right? I, I mean, I get the emails from people telling me they're going to take me to page one to my own agency. That's just how blind that they are, okay? Um, look, anything from an SEO standpoint that is guaranteed is bullshit. Let's just call it how it is. It's not, it's not guaranteed. Are there things that you can do that, that you should do that will help put you in a position? Yes, absolutely. Is there a ramp up period if you don't have a foundation to getting to that point? Yes, absolutely. Does it take time? Can it take more time and money in certain markets that are more competitive than others? Yes, absolutely. But there is no guarantee anything from anybody. And I would never sell somebody that way because at the end of the day, it's just a false expectation. Sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it doesn't. But the key is, is to continuously do the things that you need to do and take care of your backyard. And what I mean by that is you're all brick and mortar geo-targeted businesses. You might not be able to pull the lead from 20 miles away, but you've got to pull the lead within a mile. You've got to pull the lead within two miles. Or again, if you're in a more spread out market, maybe it is five miles, maybe it is 10 miles, but you've got to take care of your backyard. And that comes back to the GMB. That is one thing that you can control is your physical location of your office in correlation with the IP address that the end user is searching from. You have to take care of your backyard as much as you can. Now you can expand that by doing SEO services which is a whole list of things that we would have to get into to, to help with that. But this whole like guarantee you number one thing, and the other thing I'll tell you all just to save you a ton of pain and agony, if from a pricing standpoint it feels too good to be true, it is. 
Okay, I don't have SEO clients that spend less than a couple thousand dollars a month. So this whole two hundred dollar, five hundred dollar, or write me a check for two grand and I'll go put you in, just run, just run. It's just it's not reality, and you're going to be unhappy. Um, those things might work if you're in a super uncompetitive market. That's really the only way you could, you know, make way in something like that. Uh, one last thing I just want to say on this note because people get confused all the time. Google knows what you've done. So if, if y'all are going, I already show up. I show up on my market, on the map. Google knows what you've clicked on. They're showing you the shit you've clicked on. You need to get a clean IP address to actually see the results of people in your backyard. So you might think that you have it. You might think that you show up really well. That's not necessarily true. So you need to hide your IP address. There's a lot of platforms online you can do this. Or ask your buddy who hasn't clicked or your friend who hasn't clicked on your stuff to pull it up, and, and that's going to give you a better idea and indicator of how you actually show up. It's just important to understand that. Before we leave Google, I have a lot of people um, that aren't brick and mortar. Offer um, consulting, uh, educational or informational programs. Would the same thing still apply there? Obviously, we're not going to have GMB because they don't have a physical location, but do you still recommend that they have a strong Google game? Yeah. I mean, look, it comes back to the same thing, intent-based or audience-based. If you have a service that is a solution to a problem, people go to Google. They don't go to Facebook and hope an ad shows up. They might go to Facebook and say, hey, does anybody know, have a dentist referral? Well, there's nothing you can do about that, right? That, your service shines at that point. You need, you need your, your clients and your, um, your patients to be your number one promoters. But yes, even if, even if you have businesses like that, then if it solves a problem and it's something that people intentionally look for with an intent, you're solving a problem, Google is always going to be number one, always. There's no debate around it. And, and by the way, guys, I'm not saying Facebook's a bad idea for any of you. I'm not saying don't run Facebook ads. I'm not saying you can't build your brand that way. I'm not saying you can't get in front of people by running Facebook ads. It's not that Facebook ads is a bad thing or putting out organic content, which I know we're going to talk about on Facebook. None of those are bad things, just so you all understand. To be very clear, I'm just saying it's tier two underneath of Google. Make sense? Yeah, so basically... We need to ask ourselves, do we have a super strong Google game, mm -hmm. right, it's tier one? Um, if you don't, you need to find help or YouTube, which is Google, and figure out how to do it. Yeah. Tier two. So I, wanted, I do want to talk about that because you have talked about, first of all, your social media game is really strong. So obviously you're not saying don't do it because if anybody you know follows you on, on any of the various platforms, they'll see that you are putting out content. You've also shared with me that that content has led directly to some very high ticket clients, which for everybody here, we're going to talk about that more this afternoon. Um, because a lot of people might think like, well, what I'm going to get is like low hanging fruit or just kind of, you know, low, yeah. low clients. And you have um, leveraged social media to convert some very high end clients um, and have uh, really develop some instruction on personal brand. So I want to start there, personal brand, and I want to talk conversion, lead, lead capture and conversion there. Um, any recommendations or thoughts on somebody who's getting started in, in developing their personal brand on social? Yeah. Number one, grow up. You don't want to do it. Neither do I. You need to do it. <laughs> I, guys, I hate cameras. I, I, we, Sean and I were just talking about this before we started. I don't like cameras. I don't like photo shoots. I don't like speaking. I do them because they make me money. I'm just being honest. Like that is a big piece of my marketing for my business. I'm here to help out a friend, 
And if I make money out of this group, then I make money out of this group. If I don't, I help the friend. But I'm here because there's always an opportunity for me every time I'm in a situation like this. Your social media is an extension of that. It's just a way for you to reach way more people without getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get on a flight to be here. It's the truth, right? So it's a way for you to reach way more people. The key with your personal brand on social media and where so many people get so go so sideways on this is you have to be authentic, okay? Like, I'm 40 years old. I'm sitting up here with a baseball cap on backwards. This is just who I am. My man here is the same. I see a hat over here. But, like, right? Like, this, this is just who I am. So, That's because like, he's from Missouri, too. That's why. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. No. Um, you know, I, I, I shared with Sean, I closed a $2.1 million last Wednesday. Uh, $2.1 million deal last Wednesday. The largest deal I've ever closed with some A-list celebrities that are investors in the company. This is what I wore to it. I don't remember what color shirt I had on. But, like, literally, this is what I wore. Their board of directors was sitting there in suits. I don't give a shit. Like, this is who I am, and if people don't gravitate towards me for who I am, then they're not my people anyway, right? So the biggest thing that I would tell you is stop being scared. Don't overthink it. People don't want to be advertised to. They want to relate to you. That's so important for you to understand. Nobody wants to watch TV commercials if it's not the Super Bowl. You don't have to go on your personal Facebook page and talk about how you're the best damn chiropractor, the best damn dentist in town. Nobody cares. But if you can go on and talk about how you saved somebody's tooth or had an infection and you saved their life or you saved a little kid and did all this and chiropractor, do testimonials. And I mean, there's so many different pieces of content that you can do, but just be you, right? Your people are going to naturally gravitate to you for who you are. If you're trying to be somebody that you're not, number one, we all have intuitions. We're going to see right through it, okay? And you're not going to get your people anyway. So be you. Stop being scared. You're not ugly. It's okay that you stutter. Everything's okay. People do business with people. People don't do business with advertisements, especially in what you all do. You guys are literally the definition of people do business with people, okay? So that that would be the biggest thing that I would tell you is, be yourself, get over it, just just do it, be authentic, and worry about just being yourself and not what other people think uh, of you. Again, people don't want to be advertised to. So you and I talked about leads. So let's say I subscribe to that. I'm like, all right, so I'll just put my stuff out there. I'm going to you know, take a chance on chance, <laughs> go out there, do, do this. Um, how, how does that help me? Like, well, I, well, how, how am I, how am I going to get clients or how am I going to even get leads? And you and I talked about, probably should talk about the value of a lead, but how do I go from that? Like I'm just putting out, telling, you know, giving some insights into my life to something a little more tangible where I can start to see the path towards monetization. Yeah. So first of all, I never pitch on my social media ever. Never have. I've never put out an offer. Contact me for a free SEO consultation ever. What I do do is I put up a case study. Look at this. Look at what we did for this client. Look at this data. This is the story. This is the background. This is how we brought them on. This is where we're at. Everybody in here has storytelling, right? Like you all can tell a story about what you do in some way, shape, or form. That is your content. Just tell the damn stories. It's, it's that simple. It's already there for you. Everybody in here has it. So how do you start to monetize it? You know, uh, I don't really know if I have that answer, Sean, because for me, it just comes. Why well, does it come? Because like you say people just reach out to you and say, hey. I, yeah, I get, I get DMs constantly. I mean, 
I, I told Sean, so I've really started focusing on my personal brand a lot more here recently. I've had mentors that have been pushing me, and I'm probably like a lot of you in here. I don't like being in front of the camera. I don't want to do it. I don't have time. All these bullshit excuses that you all have said time and time again. I travel all over the country. I've got a wife, two little girls. Um, I speak. I have a company. I have employees. All the stuff you can all say that you have. We all have time. It's just I was copping out of it at the end of the day. But I get DMs constantly. I, 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 t- I share with Sean. I had a guy the other day um, that reached out, and yeah, I posted a case study. And he was like, man, I had no idea you did this. I've been in this guy's presence like four, three, four times at networking events. We're in the same circles. He didn't, he didn't even know what I did. I was like, wow. It was like a moment where I was like, wow, like this is, it's a big case. I mean, it's a couple hundred thousand dollar deal for me that I would have never even had the opportunity to get if I wouldn't have put myself out there. So I promise you, every single one of you in here is losing business every single day because people aren't seeing you. They don't know what you do. You're not top of mind, all these things that go into it. So it happens all the time. Um, and it's, it's just blown my mind. And honestly, what it's made me do personally is get really pissed off at myself because I've been, I've been doing this for 11 years and I've really started focusing on this in the last year. It's really six months if I'm being honest. And I'm, I, all that I can tell myself is how much money have I lost? How much business have I lost by being scared of what people think of me, how I look, uh, stuttering, what I say? I've wasted so much time. And I promise you, if y'all aren't putting out at least three to four pieces of content a week, personally, and on your business pages, you're losing it too. It's, it's not even debatable. It is a fact. You are losing money. You're losing revenue every single week that goes by that you're not putting out a few pieces of content. It's just the truth. So I want to shift slightly. I want to come back to that. I want to shift slightly because part of social marketing, um, putting your brand out there is, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in the field. So it's something that I call association marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this, that even makes sense. But what I mean by that, I'm going to tell you a story that you haven't heard while sharing it with everybody else about you. <laughs> so, this ought to be good. So I met you at, was it a Morton's? Yeah, Morton Steakhouse. Morton Steakhouse in Orange County. I think so, yeah. So I'm going to name drop not for, well, first of all, none of them would care. Second of all, not to brag, but to just give you some context. So this dinner was put on um, by David Meltzer yep. and his assistant, Jake Fleshner. It was amazing. Um, I was staying across the street from that place and from the restaurant. And so I had walked over and I had gotten there like it was closed when I got there. And so I had to wait when they, right. they opened the doors. So when they opened the doors, I went in and I was sitting at the bar. Um, and then t- in my perception, it seemed like you, Michael Chandler, David Meltzer and Jake Fleshner all came together. Yeah. Like, it seems like you, they, they arrived together. So in my mind, like they all came in the car. And I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't, of them, who I did not know was Chance, yeah. right? So we sit down at the table. And in my mind, the association was Chance to Michael Chandler. Actually, the way we were seated, you were sitting here, Michael was there, but, and then David uh, was here. So it kind of felt to me like, like you came with Michael Chandler. <laughs> and so in my mind, that immediately I was like, well, who, who's Chance? Yeah. Right? And so as we began to, to talk, then um, you shared some of the groups that you were a part of. And then another one of my friends, Christian Galt, 
who lives in, in my neighborhood. I was like, oh, he's in that same group with you. And then we connected the two of you. You guys became fast friends. But that association, which frankly, that happened in real life. But if I was watching it through social media, gives you a ton of credibility to people from the outside looking in. In fact, the the genesis of us doing this style of interview slash podcast at an event was actually Jake Fleshner's idea. And the very first time we did it, we did it with Michael Chandler. And it was at a financial event. And Jake was pitching me on like, why don't we have Michael Chandler speak at it? And I was like, I'm not sure what <laughs> uh, what Michael's going to say, right, about, yeah. about money and finances. And he, was, and he said to me this. He was like, Sean, it doesn't even matter what, what Michael says. Here's what's going to happen. So this is a clue for all of you. You can help us. But this is what Jake said to me. He said, you know what's going to happen, Sean, is that everybody in the audience will take pictures of they're going to take pictures of Michael, but you're going to be in the picture. Yep. Then they're going to post that on social media and they're going to share this and they're going to say like, oh, wow, I just saw Michael Chandler at an event. Um, Thanks, Sean, for having this event. And then that would associate us. Yes. That was Jake Fleshner who told me that will, you will get instant boost by having that association. So first of all, you guys can all take pictures and tag Chance Weber <laughs> and Sean Dill. That gives that, what that does is it associates two figures, a larger figure, and then somebody you're just trying to you know, do, the, do the doggy paddle in the, in the lake with, with Chance. <laughs> I think those guys are flipped. That... that that's super useful. That also, though, applies for everybody in the room. It doesn't mean that you have to get next to a Michael Chandler or a David Meltzer because locally yes. there are figures that have a lot of influence, that have a lot of pull, and that can associate with you. Thoughts on my weird association marketing platform? There's absolutely nothing weird about what you just said. That's the reality. Michael Chandler posted that picture of us walking out of Morton's, the group of us. I don't know how many followers I picked up that night. I don't know who the hell these people are. They watch MMA. They have nothing to do with it, right? Like, so, so same thing. Yes, absolutely. So the mayor in your town, um, you know, depending on the size of the city you're in, there could be heavier hitter people. If you can get around them, um, you know, athletes, anything like that, if you're in a, in a city that has a sports team, just any, any type of correlation, I 110% agree with that. So, you know, on like a level that we're at, I'm dealing with businesses all over the country. So anytime that I can say, I know Sean, or I know David Meltzer, or, you know, two of my mentors, Andy Frisilla, Ed Milet, like when I can drop these names, people are like, oh, you know, wow, you could do the exact same thing on a micro level in your backyard. And it's not just talking about it, but to your point, it's also having that what I call social proof. It's having that that picture, that image, and then putting those things in places that are valuable on your social media channels, maybe on your website, right? So these things make a difference. Now you got to be careful with who you associate with, right? So you know, there's polarizing people that you might want to take a step back, even if you agree with them. If you if you're worried about how that's going to represent your brand, then you have to put that into consideration. So politicians could get a little bit iffy, mm. right? Uh, but Either way, I, I a million percent agree with you, and it's it's not a thought. That is a fact. That's reality. Last little piece, leads. So that might be a place where maybe 
ads might come in because I, I've created top of mind awareness, I've built my brand, but now like I, I want to I wanna be able to directly target, communicate with them via email, text. I, I want to be, begin to nurture that relationship. Um, how do I begin to transition from there's just a lot of people on the sidelines watching me to like I want to get a closer relationship with these potential prospects? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, a lot of that to me is community building. I think you can put on events and bring people in-house. Um, and show them different ways and, and how you help people and service people. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, to me, I have a weird thought process when I think about lead gen in general. When I think about lead gen for the basis of what I know of people that are in here, a lot of this, guys, is just pounding the pavement and doing everything that we've just talked about. The lead gen will take care of itself. I promise you. Like you and I could sit down and, and write out a marketing plan for all of y'all in three minutes. And if you just went and executed it for the next six months, I, I, I literally would guarantee you things would change. The leads will take care of themselves. You have to have proper ways to acquire them. You know, there's, there's funnels and all kinds of things that you can do and giveaways. And you can, there's so many different ways that you can acquire a lead. But I promise you the key to all this is, is the consistency and the execution. The leads will come. You have to trust the process. You're talking to a guy who manages millions of dollars in ads online. I promise you, if you trust the process, it will come. The greatest thing, though, is it's not even all about money. Everything that we just talked about from a personal branding perspective, zero dollars. You might have to pay to get to an event where somebody in your local area is to get that picture. But generally speaking, I mean, building your personal brand is free. Um, I always try to show, share a story. I was at a speaking engagement with Kevin O'Leary. Everybody know who he is? Uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. I'm paraphrasing numbers here, so don't hold a gun in my head on it. But he's investing like 135 companies or something. He's talking about this. And he's like, I'm investing 135 companies. I used to have this entire creative team, 25 videographers, you know, 15 editors, 13 content writers, he, he was now, and he's like, and now for all of my companies, we have five people. I'll never forget it. He said, we have five people. And he said, you know what we use to shoot our ads? These things. And if you go look, if you ever see Kevin O'Leary in an ad, you can tell that shit was shot with an iPhone. Like he's literally like this. Like it's no joke. It's him doing this. And, and, that, and that's the truth. But here's the thing. It's, it, I, I talked about this before. People don't want to be advertised to. They want to relate to you. And somebody just using their iPhone and talking into it is relatable. This high production video shoot that costs 200 grand is not relatable. That becomes an advertisement at that point. So again, a lot of your personal branding and growing and just putting content out, guys, it's free. You just have to dedicate some time to it. And honestly, it's really not that much time. We make it out to be something a lot bigger than it is. I post my social media posts three to four times a week. I do it over a cup of coffee at 4.30 in the morning. My team has all the creative, you know, the actual image, the video, whatever, set in a folder. I pull it out and I write it. So my social media is mine. I do do it myself. I even post it myself. And I know, guys, I know people with millions of followers that truly control their own social media as well. People think, oh, they've got a team doing it. Not, not, not always. Most of the time, they really don't. So, again, it's free. That's the biggest thing you've got to understand. It's free. And this is something that if you're not doing, again, you're losing money, I promise you. 
I like asking this question because I've gotten some really interesting answers. And you're absolutely, even with everybody here live with us, even if, if this wasn't a live setting, you say whatever you want. Because when I met you at Morton's, you were like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at your stuff. I'd be happy to, to, to look at that. And it was very gracious of you. I did not take you up on it. Yeah. You now, though, have seen more of my stuff. I love this question. Me, I love this question. Somewhat self-serving, but I think it will be very useful for them. <laughs> if you were managing my brand, what would you do differently? Oh, man. That's a great question. I would change everything. I would blow it up right now. No. Um, you know, Sean, I, to be honest, I, I know you're putting me on the spot. It, it's tough for me to answer that on the fly like that. Um, I don't feel like I'd probably know enough about your offers and what you offer to truly give you that feedback i am happy to do it though for 997 dollars perfect um no uh, you know it's tough i I think that honestly i could do i could do a lot better job talking about the things that you do really well you know to me that's you have you put out great content it's clear it's crisp um it's straight it's direct to the point you do have people that you get to shake hands with like the michael chandlers of the world that i think that makes you relatable um you know, I think there's a lot of things that you do really well, more so that I could point at than things that I would tell you you need to change without taking a deeper dive. And, I, you know, I love one of the most interesting answers, and I've shared this with everybody, was, and you, and, you know, basically you began with that, was a stronger Google presence. And my response to that was, but nobody is Googling Sean Dill. Right. And they were like, yeah, but so there's a lot of other things, though, that we we could do. And and I was like, man, like I and I think that for everybody here, everybody watching, everybody listening on the various platforms, um, I think that it speaks a lot that that's also where you began. Do you have your own website? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When you Google you, does it show up at the top? Yeah, tons of stuff shows up. It's like it's all. So uh, so yes. Yeah. You know, and what's that thing where like I have my own listing? What is that? Um, Your own listing. Yeah, what does that call? Somebody help me. Where you have, if you type in Sean Dill, um, and but you, it's like a feature snippet. This feature snippet, yeah. But so I haven't, I haven't claimed it. I don't know how to do that. You need I, don't to claim it. I don't know how to claim you gotta, you my gotta, own. Gotta, I don't know how to claim it. me. Don't claim it. <laughs> do not claim me. I'm claiming it for $997. I'll send it to you. Uh, I'm going to have that claim before this runs out as a podcast. Uh, no, but no. You know, I, Yeah, those things are important. I call that social proof. And, and guys, one thing, a huge thing that we kind of missed here is reviews. Hmm. Guys, you've got to have them. Not only is it one of the largest ranking factors with that GMB, but I'm not going to somebody who doesn't have reviews. And we've all done it. Everybody in here has Googled something, and you look at the three results in the map, and if one has 1,400 reviews at 4.8 stars, and the next one's 30, and the next one's 18, which one are y'all calling? Okay? You have got to get reviews. There's a ton of ways to do that. Make a business card, step-by-step of how to do it. When people leave your office, hand it to them. Listen, we're a small business. I tell people, just again, be authentic. Tell the truth. Listen, we're a small business. This is how we make our living. You know, this is how I support my family. Tell people that. Like people, again, I can relate to that. That's how you put food on the table for your kids. I'm a lot more willing to help you if, the, if you frame it that way, right? Step by step, here's how you can leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it. Don't do this with a client that's first time because you might have pissed them off, right? Re- repeat customer, like cherry pick them. Give them a card. 
There's emails, there's automations, there's a lot of things you can do, but you guys have got to get those reviews. And there is no more important place than on your GMB, on social, on anywhere on the internet, period. Like your GMB is the number one place, but social proof trust factors are everything for new prospects that don't know who you are. It's everything. Absolutely killed it. I want to remind everybody, Agile and Co, A-G-I-L-E-A-N-D-C-O, agileandco.com. Also, C.B. Weber, but that's W-E-B-E-R. C is in chance. B as in boy. B as in what? Brandon. B as in Brandon. That's right. C is in chance. B is in Brandon. Weber, W-E-B-E-R.com. Hook up with Chance. Uh, Find out if he can help you um, because he can help you to actually reach more people, make a bigger impact, and to create the lifestyle of your dreams.